Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life with your host, Hussein Talib. Hello and welcome Success Grid Nation to a new episode of the Success Grid podcast. My guest today is Pete Moore. He helps entrepreneurs transform their frustrations into freedoms by using a variety of frameworks that help you cut through the chaos and overwhelm of running a business. With over 25 years of experience as a business owner, he has redefined many of his tips, tools, and techniques in the trenches within his own business. Pete, welcome to the grid. Thanks so much. It's uh, just a pleasure to be here with you today. Awesome, awesome to have you here. You are the founder of uh, Simplifying Entrepreneurship. Also, That's right. right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to start with this Simplifying yeah. Entrepreneurship. What does that mean to simplify entrepreneurship? <laughs> because when we think about business entrepreneurship, it is maybe it's a wild, wild west, I think. Maybe so. Talk us about your story and how did you now doing the simplifying entrepreneurship yeah so hussein i like you said in the intro there i've been in business now you know 27 years and you know one of the things as you can see I, I, for those of you if you're anybody's watching i don't have much hair i've already pulled it all out and that's because business is hard and business <laughs> is overwhelming and business is tiring and you know all of those things uh it, but at the same time there are ways to simplify things. There are ways to cut down the chaos and, you know, create clarity in your business. And that's basically what I do, Hussein, I, you know, through the experiences that I've had with all the different businesses that I own, you know, I currently own some retail stores as well as I'm a business coach and what have you. But from that perspective, I've been able to test and try a lot of these things in my own businesses. And then I, uh, you know, have some other uh, like a, I'm a business made simple certified coach as well. We have lots of different tools and things like that. But the the real big deal is that most people who are entrepreneurs want more time back. They want their life back a little bit. And, you know, they're maybe tired and overwhelmed with all this craziness. So that's basically what I do with a lot of the stuff that I work with, with simplifying entrepreneurship is helping them create the systems, the frameworks, the foundations that are going to free up their time, make them have a better life, allow them to have a better life and have a better business. Yeah, exactly. Because when usually people think about going to work for their own, having businesses and start companies, and they are already working for somebody else. It's like they are starting to think, yeah, it's freedom. Now I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do, right? Yeah. But but what the truth of the matter is, when you're starting out, especially by yourself, and you don't have, for example, a team, you start bumping into a lot of roads, a lot of things, a lot of blocks that you actually see that, I am going to do a lot of things, you know? So so that's for sure <laughs> yeah so so what are the keys to uh, entrepreneurial success and how we can uh, simplify these things uh, what do you do with your clients well you know it i kind of have this framework that i use a lot of saying it's called the four p's mm-hmm. and from that perspective whether you're just starting a business or whether you actually have had a business for a long time the the first p is called product and everybody knows product, but you could also, if you sell service, it's also the service, but it's what you sell essentially. And with regards to that, you know, for people that are starting something new and starting up, most often what happens is they get too overwhelmed with the idea of perfecting the product before they even launch it. 
And, you know, nine out of 10 businesses fail. And a lot of them fail before even their first business is launched or first product is launched because they burn out of their cash. And every business needs a cash flow to get going. So the idea there is that, you know, once you're product is up to sort of 70% ready. It's got to get out to the public. It's got to go. And for those of you that have been in business like me for many, many, many years, what you need to do is you need to kind of apply the 80-20 rule to your products mm, and your services. Yeah. And you need to go back. You need to go back and look at some of your legacy products, those products that have been around for a long time and see if they're really serving your business and serving your client the way they once did. Are they as profitable? Are they as, you know, do, are they taking too much of your time for what it's worth? Is it truly what people want today? You know, just because you've done it forever doesn't mean you have to continue to do it. So you kind of look at that 10%, carve off that 10% with your 80% that's sort of in that middle. You want to really be assessing those, addressing those and advancing those in ways that are, you know, make them either cheaper, more efficient or faster. Uh, so that your clients can get those easier, essentially. And then you're using the last 10% to be looking for the new stuff that's coming out. You want to be at the lead end of your product as opposed to the tail end of your product. And I mean, in a nutshell, that's how, you know, there's lots of different tools and systems in behind that, but you want to really be looking at your product and seeing if it's still serving your customer and your promise to your customer in the way that people will pay for it and you can make money from. Basically, anyone who wants to start a business and be an entrepreneur, they want to do that because they want to actually solve some kind of a problem for certain people, right? Yeah. So so do you recommend like uh, picking, for example, a certain niche or uh, because some, sometimes people having trouble with uh, doing exactly or choosing exactly what they want to go after? So sometimes we go abroad, you know what I mean? So what's what's your take on this one? How to solve certain problems for certain people? Yeah, so, so for me, um, you need to go as broad as you need to go to get some to get some cash in the door if you're just starting. But ultimately, you want to be as narrow as you can, and you want to service your ideal client every time. And when you're servicing your ideal client, there's more money, there's less frustration, there's, you know, systems can be, you know, what if you're serving a smaller group of people, you can really set up your systems. And we'll talk a little bit about the next process, or the next P is process, you know, and from that idea, once you get into that sort of framework of who that is. And it's a lot easier to set up all the processes around your business if you're actually servicing a narrower niche. And you can make those as efficient as you possibly can. And once you've really carved that out, if you have the opportunity and the freedom to move out and expand it, then you can do that later. But from the from the first point, it's really try to be as narrow as you can, providing you actually have a large enough audience that you can have that cash flow coming in. Right. You can't be too narrow that you're not going to have any clients. But ultimately, you know, it, that's the idea of really honing down so that you can have the authority within that group and really look as the expert in that group as well. Right. You need to have the empathy with them and the authority so that you truly understand them and you can build your marketing plans and all the different processes around it. And, you know, from the processes that you have in your business, you can do that 
that same sort of system where you're looking at that 10% that you've had for a long time, the stuff that's collecting dust on your back shelf, you know, in a book that's no, nobody in your business is using anymore. It's in, you know, it's not even in a, maybe a digital file. It's, it's hidden away somewhere that nobody's even looked at it. Well, just curve it off. And those, the 80% of the processes that you're using in your operations, in your marketing, in your human resources, you know, for everything that you're doing, there are so many processes in your business that you have to be continuously updating. And, you know, we're never perfecting every anything. Nothing is ever perfect, but we're always working towards perfection. And I think that's the thing where we're always making continuous improvements and all of those 2% improvements in your process can really add up exactly. to huge numbers in your yeah. profit. Exactly. Yeah. It, it should be, uh, maybe it's a business, big businesses built over time. So it's not like uh, you are going to be a huge business in like uh, a small period of time. Yeah, unless sure. something unless something miraculous happened i think i guess so yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean we, we create our own luck really from from that perspective but that doesn't mean that you're going to be lucky right it mm. takes time to build yeah. this stuff yeah, yeah yeah so i guess this you have to work so so you will see the opportunity here and there when you work and uh, do your job and innovate things and be creative and I guess because a lot of people say like business, it's about innovation and uh, marketing, right? So when you do when you do these things, some opportunities, more of them will open for you in, with time. For sure. For sure. And, you know, you have to give, we were talking a little bit about innovation, but the processes allow people like us, the leaders in the business to actually be able to have time to innovate. Because if you're mired down in those frustrations of managing managing every little detail of your business every day, you don't have time to innovate. You don't have time to look for those new things and to to be on that leading edge that you want to. And I'm not saying you have to live on the leading edge because that's not for everybody either. But at the same time, you have to be in the know and you have to give yourself time in order to be researching that sort of stuff and allowing that as a piece of your process of leadership and including that into your time frame, you know, your time mapping that you're doing for the given week and allowing yourself that opportunity, because that's what's going to help you break some of the ceilings that you're going to be going through in the growth of your business. Yeah, exactly. So but with entrepreneurship, sometimes it's, it's really hard. A lot of entrepreneurs, like hit the wall, I guess. So yeah. how, how do you, for example, help them deal with these setbacks or frustrations? Well, with those, when we're when we're here hitting those ceilings, it's typically around process that they don't have that aligned properly. And the next piece is people. And from that side of things, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs um, don't want to or feel uncomfortable about delegating. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of entrepreneurs, uh, we want to do a lot of things ourselves. So it becomes overwhelming. And this is one of the reasons that you actually hit the wall. Hussein, you know, we feel, you know, as, as leaders of the business, we feel that we should know every single little yeah. thing. Like if what if my if my team doesn't understand, or if my teams ask me a question and I don't have the answer, if my customers are asking me a question and I don't have the answer, or my suppliers are asking me and I don't have the answer, then I'm gonna look silly. And I don't want to look silly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, like I'm I'm the leader, right? But ultimately, as your business grows, 
you have to accept the fact that you are not going to know every little thing in your business and be okay with it and make sure that you have the right team, which is I, you know, the third P is people, right? So, and in that people, I break those down into three. So one of them is your team. One of them is your ideal customer that we've talked a little bit about. And one of them are ideal suppliers and, and mm. people help helping you deliver your promise. But with regards to the team, you know, if, if you're, if you feel that you look silly to any of those three, then that's a personal thing that most leaders need help to overcome. And when you start releasing some of that stuff, but you can't release things to people and elevate them in your business, unless the process is set up in a case that you can manage that and they understand through the vision and the mission of your business, what it is you're trying to achieve so that everything is in complete alignment so that you're going to achieve the goals. And that's that's that whole idea of communicating as a leader through your product, through your process, through your people in order to come to the profit, you know? And mm -hmm. it's it's such an important piece. Exactly, exactly. So, but, but sometimes it's like, we wanna quit the job that we are working on and we mm -hmm. wanna have our own business. But yeah. the business itself becomes our job. Absolutely. Right? So how I mean, we how, all have to work. Yeah. So yeah. But how how not to make the business on us and we own the business? Yeah. Well, that's that's the big thing, right? And um, you know, we get in business to have a better life, right? And that's that's the goal for every entrepreneur. We want to have a better life. First thing is understanding what does that better life look like, and I think. Most people don't do that justice, Hussein. Mm. They don't spend the time to actually envision their own better life because it's until you understand what you truly want out of life, then you can start designing the business to give that to you. And I think so many people just think about designing the business, but the reality of it is, is if you're the owner, you're designing the business to support the life you want to live. And yeah. that's, that's the hierarchy and people forget that. So they get, they get mired down in just trying to build a better business, forgetting about why they even want to have a better business because they want to have a better life. They want to have better relationships. They want to have better health. They want to have more wealth. They want to have, you know, what they want is what they want. And it's all unique to each of us. And that's perfectly fine. But knowing what you want is a different thing. And a lot of time people don't know what they want. So they can't, yeah. they're, they're just building this business, expecting it to deliver that, but, but it doesn't because it's not set up to deliver what they truly want. And that's, so that's a big piece of the puzzle when I'm working with my clients at simplifying entrepreneurship is really delving down into what they want out of their life so that they can create their own job, like you said, within their business so that they can have that happen. We can get them up into their genius zone and bring other people along in their business to their genius zone. And when everybody starts moving up and doing what they're truly awesome at within the business, then you're creating these freedoms and not only freedoms for you as the business owner, but freedoms for your team. And that's going to help them love their job more, understand their job more, lots exactly. more longevity. You know, all those good things along what come with, with um, you know, good team relations as well. Exactly. So, so you, you, you yourself had multiple businesses. You found it mm -hmm. multiple, you work in multiple ones. Yeah. So how did you manage uh, multiple things at the same time, let's say? Yeah. Well, you know, it comes up to that fourth piece. So we had the product, we had the process, we had the people, and then we have the profit, right? And the fourth P is all important. 
you know, if you don't have profit in your business, then you can't buy your time back. Hmm. There's only 24 hours in a day and there's all, you know, you can't use less, but you can't buy more. Definitely you can't. <laughs> so there's only 24 hours. And yeah. until you have enough profit that you can buy other people's time to help you elevate and use their services. And, you know, and when I say buy other people's times, that, that comes down to like buying uh, apps and programs and, and different things that are going to free you up from your time as well. Right. So all of those things that free you up from your time until you have enough profit that you can take some of that profit and buy other people's time, then it's going to be, it's going to be pretty overwhelming. And a lot of people go through that, especially when they're starting up, you just need to get through that first one, two, three years, depending on your business and put in the time in order to get yourself to an, a level of profit where you can actually start coming back, buying some other people's time and having other people manage those day-to-day -day operations for you. Because th mm -hmm. when that happens, then you, then you've getting your time back. Right. Exactly. And <clears throat> that's how I've been able to do it all these years is I actually have set up these systems, the processes that allow me to understand, you know, everybody in my business knows what they need to do. They're all capable of what they need to do. They have the capacity of what they need to do. And the business, in fact, runs even better in a lot of areas because not every entrepreneur is good at every area of business. Yeah, fact, none of us are right we <laughs> have our to special. be it has to be a master of everything right so you start you start hiring masters in the areas that you either don't want to do or are not good at and that that's the low-hanging fruit and you start hiring specialists in those areas so that it's taking that time that you're spending off of your plate, putting it onto theirs, they're going to do a better job anyway. Yeah. And then you can move up into the areas that you're doing really well at. That means you're going to excel the business. The momentum's going to start. And then those people are going to do an even better job underneath you. And from that perspective, as the leader, then you're really looking at the dashboard of what's going on, as opposed to the minutia, all the small mm -hmm. things, you let those go and you're having the meetings and you're having your, your, your conversations around the bigger things. Cause you know, they've got the small stuff tackled. And that's a big part of, of what I'm working with my clients as well, going through that and how to lay that out and who's accountable, right? We need an accountability system in our businesses so that people are accountable for getting the stuff done. But from a leadership perspective, we need to let them know what the heck we need done, right? Of course, of course. Because if, if, if the entrepreneur basically have a team and he like doing most of the job or most of the things that he done and does not do things, does not delegate. So who's to blame eventually if the business fails? Yeah. The entrepreneur himself, herself, whatever. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. So, so you have something called the wheel of momentum, right? I do. Yeah. What, what so, was that exactly? So the wheel of momentum is, is really, uh, it's, it's one of the models. I, I, I'm a, I love to do little models and different things like that. And one of the, one of the little models around that is if you're looking for momentum within your business, um, there's six C's. So we talked about the four feet four P's and I'll do this quickly. I know we're, we're uh, in a time limit here, but from, from the perspective of the six C's that revolve around momentum, it always starts. Everything always starts Hussein with clarity. Yeah. 
So we need to go back. It's all, like I said, even off the, when we talked about entrepreneurship, you need to have full clarity of what you want out of your life in order to build the business. Well, you need to have full clarity out of whatever it is you're going to do that you're looking for the momentum. So we're building around clarity. And then once we have the clarity, the next C is confidence. We're starting to see what this could do. And we're starting to feel confident about it because now we have the clarity. And then after the confidence comes competence. Now we're going to start building the competence that we need to actually push this through. And how do we do that? We do that through cooperation. So we're going to go out and look for the who's, those people that can help us get through what we need to do to build the momentum. And once we've done that and we get capacity. Yeah, and capacity, exactly. such an important piece, doesn't matter what business, you actually have to have the capacity to grow and to have momentum, right? And once you have the capacity, the last C, the sixth is creativity. And we talked a little bit about that too. If you don't have the capacity, if you're always mired down in all the frustration, you'll not have chance to, or time to have any creativity. And once you've got the creativity, then you're going to start the wheel of momentum again. You're going to go back into clarity about what you're thinking about and how you can grow your business and go through confidence, competence, cooperation, capacity. And that's how this momentum builds within your business in any area of your business. Mm -hmm. And so if you're ever stopped at any area where you think, you know what, we don't have enough capacity, then you go back and you look at cooperation or you go back and you look at competence, right? And if you're stopped at creativity saying, I don't have any time, then you have to go back and say, I need to build my capacity. I need to get more people. I need to get more you know, widgets out or whatever the case is so that I can get my time back to create, you know, so all of that is around the idea of building momentum. And that's the essentially the one minute version of the wheel of momentum. <laughs> yeah, actually, I love that because you mentioned like in order to be creative, you need to see certain things and let's say have a little bit of time on your own or the creative team, let's say on the side. Yeah. So, so there's like uh, some kind of a brainstorming session or whatever. And uh, these kind of things that make people do certain things and you are doing these kind of things on the side, separate, can give the business the growth that, they need, that it needs and it could build up faster than it, it, it could be, actually. For sure. Yeah, For sure. Awesome. Yeah. So what would you say uh, our takeaway from this episode for the audience? Well, I mean... I think what you the best takeaway here is to look at those uh, those P's that we talked about. Look at your product. Look at that 10, 80, and 10. How can you advance? How can you address them? How can you know all of those things through the product? Through your process. Look at your old processes. Look at all of the stuff that you're doing and how can you make them a little bit better? That 2%, remember, compound interest makes a big difference in the long haul, <laughs> right? And then look at your people. Look at your ideal customer. We didn't talk a lot about your ideal customer, but who is your ideal customer and really hone that down. Who's the worst customer you've ever had and who's the best customer you've ever had? You can probably think of both of them right now. Mm. Write a list of both of them and find out what it is going to be in order to get to the best customers all the time and how you can repel your worst ones. You don't want any more of them, so don't market to them, right? Mm. And Definitely. then... 
then your ideal suppliers, which is one of the other things we didn't quickly talk to. But uh, with regards to that, it's whoever's helping you deliver your promise. If you sell a product, is it the manufacturer? If you sell a service, maybe there's other people that are involved there that help you deliver your promise. Are they the right people? Is there anyone out there that's better? And how can you make that relationship even stronger? And so those are things, I mean, if you sat down after this podcast for half an hour and wrote those three things down and just kind of wrote down my best and my worst and how I can improve, I can tell you, you're going to come away with some takeaways and they seem simple, but people don't actually take the time to do this enough. And if you're going to, you're going to find some takeaways that are, that could be really extremely you know, extremely beneficial for exactly, your business yeah. over the next year. Yeah, sometimes sometimes we, we overthink things. Sometimes the mm -hmm. simple things are the things and the basics are the things to start with. At least at least you need to start with. It's always the basics you need to start with. <laughs> you that's don't why start we with call the it. complicated things. Yeah, that's why we call it simplifying entrepreneurship, right? Exactly. We want to take the complicated things, like we just talked about a lot of complicated things, but put them into a framework that's easy and simple to understand so that we can actually put it in our heads and then, make an action plan. Exactly. So Pete, where can people get in touch with you? Best way is to go to Simplifying Entrepreneurship. So just Google Simplifying Entrepreneurship and you'll find or simplifyingentrepreneurship.com. You'll find my podcast there. You'll find my website there. I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram. On my website these days in the upper right-hand corner, we've just issued a brand new business assessment, which is really, really awesome. It takes about 12, 15 minutes to do and it will kick you back between, depending on how you answer, uh, kick you back between 40 to 60 pages, a PDF document of how you can improve your business in your life as a leader and what you're doing really, really well. It's free of charge, uh, but it's a really impressive document and uh, we're, we're kind of proud. So if anybody wants to take that, that's part of my business made simple side of things and coaching side of things. But uh, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't cost anything and it's got just a lot of good information there. Amazing, amazing. Well, it's in simplifyingentrepreneurship.com. Well, yeah, thank right. you, Pete, for being here today with me on this episode. Hussein, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.